Is this the basement? It's the lower level. Okay. Greetings and salutations, everybody. It's time for another episode of Bald and Bingeable with D'Angelo. I'm D'Angelo, and I am here to take you through an auditory journey through all the things in pop culture that you consume, the stuff that you're insatiable for, the stuff that you find truly bingeable. We are back, babies, and we aren't doing a recap. We are doing a loose chat. And yes, I have a martini sitting here next to me. Yes, it has three olives. Maybe some of those olives have jalapenos in them. That is because I'm a little bit extra. And that's why I needed to have somebody extra here with me today. I was going to do like a whole solo thing, but I couldn't do that. So good friend of the pod, one of my besties, Anne-Marie Setting. Annie is here in the house. Hello, Annie. Hello, jalapeno stuffed olives. Like, we need to talk about that. I didn't even know that's like up in your game. I didn't I know it was a thing. I discovered them last week. I was <sighs> like rolling through Target and they had like a new like little section thing and they had jalapeno stuffed olives. So they're like so cute. And I actually mixed myself a really quick martini today, like as we were running home. Um, and I think I completely need it. So I was talking today. So we've been like, overwhelmed at work you guys that's why this episode is coming to you at a weird time here's the thing about bald and bingeable it really doesn't have a day it comes out it just comes out once a week and you just have to just that's why you have to subscribe that's why you just have to like wait for it and it'll come out and as soon as we like start turning a little bit more money for this production then i can have somebody else on here and then we can get it like regularly for daily so do your christian service and tell everybody about bald and bingeable there's other projects coming so there's things, there's things in the cooker, but today sitting at work, we're like, right now, I don't know what happened, right? We were completely like, I was questioning my self-worth and like, oh, questioning no. like, like, where, what am I doing in this life? Because like, I had like a killer first quarter, a pretty good second. And then my third dipped. Right. And like, and I felt like, okay, where is everybody? Like nobody was spending money on events. They were, and like, we're the fluff on the events. The entertainment piece is like, not something that people are always like, it's not the first thing, even though they all know that they want like a really good musical entertainer, blah, blah, blah. But, um, so I didn't have anything going on. It felt like for like June and July and even the beginning of August, I felt a little bit slow and I had like my regular work, but it wasn't at the capacity of like the other stuff that I usually have in the, in the cooker. I took that vacation, went to New York, had a great time. I told you I saw Titanic, which you need to do. I'm so jealous. Oh, okay, ladies and gents, too. Titanic has now been extended all the way through June. So, yes. like, the this, this show is is happening. It keeps getting better and better cast members. Drew Drogi, you know, is, mm-hmm. like, now currently in the show. And apparently that role that he is playing, the mother, Rose's mom, yeah. is, it's always played by a male. And um, mm-hmm. that role was originally written for him. They had him in mind because Drew is the one who does the Chloe Sevigny, you know, like, mm-hmm. like the drag thing. That's that is that that's what Drew is like known for, like by like most people. But then he's like in tons of TV shows, everything from like happy endings to like everything. So he's in the show right now. Willem's in the show. They have Jackie mm-hmm. Jackie Burns, who was like Alphaba for the longest running Alphaba on Wicked. That kind of thing. So it's a killer show, Annie. That's the thing that you have to do. Next time that you're in New York, just 
do and I did today ticks like the day that we went to see it oh nice yeah I just threw it in today ticks and they totally had and I what I did too is I was like best avail for like what I wanted to spend Mm -hmm. we were center house like third row right outside of like where the interactive seats are and so it's just perfect because I don't need to interact my only problem was is that like I was in the middle of the row so Mm -hmm. like the first like 15 minutes I'm sitting there, I'm bargaining with God about, do I have to pee? Am I going to pee? Yeah. To pee? Like that's, that's all that goes through my head. Danger zone. Oh, it's seriously. Like, and I looked at, I looked at Aggie who was with me, who's also like on the pod here and there. And um, it's just like, okay, look, I have a lot of anxiety and it's just going to spill out for the first 20 minutes. Like while we're sitting here and it's just, mm-hmm. so like, I may be a little bit quiet. I may be a little bit weird. It's just because I need to assess and situate yes. myself. So I didn't know you were like that. I'm also, I'm also like that for like literally any kind of live event. And the mm -hmm. only time where I really gave it up and I was like, I'll just sit in the middle and deal with it was when I went to see a parade when it was at New York city center before it went to Broadway, before it went to Broadway. But I I was, I'm like you, I have to assess. I need to know where my exits are. Oh yeah. it's a huge anxiety thing. So I totally, I'm, I didn't know you were like that. Oh my oh, God. Oh yeah. And, and it usually stems too, because I feel like I have, okay. You know how some people get like anxiety shit. They get like anxiety. Oh, yeah. yeah. I get All anxiety. I have anxiety pee. Like I mm. will leave and have to pee five times before mm-hmm. a stage thing. Like, and it just feels like people look at me like, do you have an STI? Do you have low blood sugar? Oh, no. like, what is, what is wrong with you? Do you have a, do you have a prostate issue? And it's just like, <laughs> I have to like pee, pee, like that's just, just me. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's how I was in the beginning of that show. But anyways, that's Titanic. So we were like sitting in the center there. So it was a whole thing. Um, when you were just saying this, so we're going to start jumping at the topics you guys today. So today's a yeah. very loose chat. So everybody who's listening today, we aren't going to go, we're not going to do like a recap. We're not going to sit, we're not going to give you guys buttons. You got to just hold on tight. We're going to go through some subjects today. Okay. So we're just kind of hitting all the pop culture yes. places. This is one of those good old fashioned bald and vengeables. I kind of miss these episodes. So it's one of the reasons why I wanted Andy to be here because I was like, okay, I need somebody <laughs> to talk to who just like I can talk at. So one of the things that we need to discuss, one of the reasons why I brought you on here first, okay, mm. so much stuff going on in the news. Is this Travis uh, <laughs> and Taylor situation? Okay. Yes. We need to discuss. So a tale of two T's is happening, you guys. So (laughs) for those of you guys who are living under a rock, we have now Taylor Swift, you know, she is off her concert. I think she's right now on a hiatus and they're going to be resuming, aren't they? Yeah, until November 9th, 8th, 8th or 9th. Yeah. Yeah. She had to go get some boyfriend time in. So Mm -hmm. she is now dating the one and only Travis Kelce. If you guys have been watching on TikTok, she put him on the map. (laughs) Have you been (laughs) seeing these? Have you seen these TikToks? <laughs> it's so insane. I love that they well, it was funny like the first couple of TikToks when they'd be like put it against their boyfriends and their dads and they'd be like, Oh my god, Taylor's putting Tra- Travis Kelsey on the map. And they just look at them insane, but it is getting a bit old. <laughs> it's so funny though. The first ones are great, but the thing is it's like, what are you talking about? She didn't put them on the map. Like mm-hmm. the ones who really the early ones. They get the so ones. angry, yeah. Um I didn't realize like how acclaimed he really was though. Yeah. Like more than one Super Bowl. We hosted SNL. Uh, Yeah. You gotta, you gotta be a big deal if you're hosting SNL. And he's got the brother Mm -hmm. and he's tall. Okay. Oh yeah. Like we haven't, okay. Taylor is not tiny. What is she? 5'11". She's 
five ten five eleven i just looked it up the other day yeah okay so and then travis is like six five is that what mm-hmm. I mean? okay i'll drink a water you guys i'm jealous i've never been jealous of a taylor swift boyfriend <laughs> like i've never looked at one of her guys and been like mm, that one this one yes like this one he's mm-hmm. hot he's big He's got a brother, so there's a second, you know what I mean? Like, and the brothers, I think, okay, personally, the brother's more my type, because he's, mm. like, a little bit more berry, a little bit more thick, that kind of a thing. I love Jason, he's so cute. But Travis Kelce's still doing well. Okay, and is it oh, Kel- yeah. It's Kelce, right? Kelsey. It's Kelsey, okay. Yes. Because they hear it different ways everywhere, and so it's just, like, what is it from? Mm. Um, he's considered one of the greatest tight ends of all time. Oh, Kelsey yeah. An eight-time pro bowler and a four-time team all-pro selection. I didn't realize he was eight times in the bowl. Oh, he's, yeah, he's like, bas- him and his brother are basically the face of the F- NFL. And and also, and I let's, let's preface this with like, I'm a Steelers fan just because my dad's from Pittsburgh. Like, I'm not, I'm not into sports ball at all. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> this is like, obvious. I'm watching it for like the shits and gigs of it all. But it, it, I did know he was like the face of NFL, him and, and I call him Patrick Mahomes. I don't know why I refuse to call him Patrick Mahomes. I think because I don't Mahomes. like him. Yeah, I, I call kind him of Mahomes. like Patrick Mahomes is like the name of a drag king that's is right it? now. I, it's like he's performing somewhere in New Mexico. Now, <laughs> welcome to the stage, Patrick <laughs> Mahomes. <laughs> and then he does like genuine pony. You know? Oh, that's <laughs> like, a- that's impeccable. I can't. Yeah. Oh my God. If you are that drag king, I want to interview you. Please call me. Please come um, to the show. Okay. But yeah, like this whole thing. Okay. And I was listening this morning. You guys, yes, I listened to a lot of Michelle Collins. We have discussed this. She's behind a paywall now. She's on Patreon, but I listen to her daily. I'm obsessed. It's my person. You know what I mean? Like, so like, like you know, everybody has like their daily, their, their routine. She's mm-hmm. part of my morning routine. And she today, um, on her show and she was like talking with somebody and I want to get the person's name right because if I'm going to quote them like we got to like just make sure we get it right because we're going to totally steal ideas Molly Molshine um was on and she's like a casting agent blah blah blah. and she was talking to to Michelle this morning about the whole Taylor and Travis thing and the reason Mm -hmm. why this one feels different you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. for like the American public you know because she's so and the way that she put it was is is Taylor has always dated the struggling artist type. Yeah. She's always dated the artsy, emotional, emo guy. And she's never had a successful bro. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, she's with a successful bro. Yes, she's worth 25 times more than the successful bro. Mm-hmm. But it is like there is something about that, that this guy actually is like, you know, he's worth worth his, his money. Not only that. Um, he's getting all these endorsements and deals and it's going to just keep on growing for him. And this one feels like an end game for Taylor where we've never seen that with any of her other boyfriends is that Travis feels like this is somebody she could have babies with that mm-hmm. last, that last asshole from the UK who had all the really, really horrible tweets. What's his name? Oh, 1975. Matt Healy. Is it Matt Healy? Yeah. yeah. Matt Healy. Yes. We talked about him for like two seconds. Bonnie was on here and we talked about him. Oh yes. That's um, right. We got to have Bonnie back. I just, I'm not recording on a regular schedule. So Bonnie, yes, you're coming back. I just got to, yes. we got we to plan it out. Um, All three of us. Yeah, we should do that. We're going to do yes. that in this next, in the next couple of weeks. So, um, but like, that's the thing is, it's like, this feels like somebody who like, 
like this guy is going to I don't think he's gonna let her go this guy is one of those guys who gets you know he's he's there he wants he wants Taylor to have his babies and I'm completely oh, yeah like 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 let's see it happen I'm I'm ready for a successful relationship for Taylor where she's gonna write a loving flowery you know like we've Taylor's already had that we've already you know. had the lover album that was like her flowery lovey album but that one's and- a little bit different because lover had a lot to do with though like all the outside stuff like we need True. one that's just about one dude one time you know yeah. a, a very jennifer lopez this is me then type of album oh my you know god like <laughs> that that like that's okay do not hate on the i'm not jennifer hating lopez. i'm just like no, no, no. whoa i just say but jennifer <laughs> lopez this is me is probably her best album out of her whole body of work even though and it has jenny from the block on it you know what i mean like mm-hmm. but it really sits in that one time and like the song dear ben like i'm waiting for taylor's dear dear travis like we need to have that. Like, like I want, like, the like, give us, like, I want, like, a, them to have a good run. I want at least an eight-year run from these two. You know what I mean? Like, we never know if anybody's gonna be forever, but I want to see like a long something. I think we will get a long run out of them. There, there is a TikTok theory out there that's called the Dusty ex-boyfriend. Have you heard of this? No. What is this? Tell us about. So apparently, this. like, you have a long-term relationship where, like, you know. And she was with Joe Alwyn for like, what, six years. And so you have mm-hmm. a long-term relationship where you were like never fully satisfied, right? Like there was just like, you're with them because they're comfortable and blah, blah, blah. And obviously Joe was not cool with all the fame. And then you have like a dusty boyfriend Wait, who I'm was sorry. just a hot mess. The fact that Joe dated the most famous woman in the world sans Beyonce, and then you're going to be have a problem with the fame. Bitch, oh, he had a huge home. problem with it. Go oh, home. yeah. I don't have time. I don't have time metaphysically or anything for it but like yeah so then she dated matt healy who was just mess and just hopefully got some good sex out of it i don't know and then then you move on to your like forever partner so that's the theory i've been seeing on tiktok mm-hmm. is that you have like a long-term unsick like uh, fine whatever relationship and then you go into this like mess and then you have like your for real one so that's what everyone's saying and there's like do you want TikTok? I, like that. I want that i, I do believe too. i want to believe this for her like let's, let's have her have it like this is good old-fashioned <laughs> rom-com fun and i hope it like continues like there's a lot of shit going on in the world right now and this is what the what america needs <laughs> okay that's the other part of this so on the michelle collins show this molly Wolshine, and the reason like mm-hmm. she put it this way too is that Travis and Taylor are so Republican coded. They are. But the thing is, but think about it, is that they are the ideal thing that the Republicans are pushing. Like they are the Aryan race. Yes. White, beautiful, you know what I mean? Guy and girl, they look this way, prom king, prom queen, you know what I mean? But the thing is, is the two of them, she's already told us, she should have said something back in the first election. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like if you guys have seen this footage, you guys can find it. It's like on the documentary that, but you can even just find it by itself. Is that like Taylor's sitting there with like her dad and her mom and like other mm-hmm. people. And mm-hmm. she's like, I'm going to come out and say this. I'm going to, yeah. you know. She I'm, took I'm, a long time to do that. Yeah. She, she took a while. And then you see like the family is half because of her security, because like, what is this going to do with, are there going to be some crazy men that are going to start showing up at Taylor Swift things? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So there, there's part of that. That's one of the reasons why she didn't like just come out and, you know, be against Trump in the very, very first place. Yeah. But then she saw like 
everything that resulted from Trump's dictatorship and like what's <laughs> in the fallout now. And so she knows that she needed to step up. And so she's already made that public. You know what yeah. I mean? We know where she stands. We know she stands on women's rights and that sort of a thing. And then Travis is like out there doing Bud Light ads and he's doing Pfizer ads. So he's yeah. going completely against the Republican, Republican agenda. So yeah. it's almost like, and the way that Molly put this in this in this uh, interview when, when there were two of them were talking is that it's kind of like a new JFK, Jackie O situation. It's a return to Camelot is these two is like these two can kind of set that precedent and grab those votes from the South. Like if you really want to put it on them is that if these two really did, they could really change some votes and some minds when it comes to like certain oh, areas. So it's like, is this, is this our hope? Is this our Obi-Wan Kenobi? I mean, seriously, are we like, are we getting there? Like, <laughs> please. I, yes. And that's, so that was another thing. Um, so, so, um, oh God, I don't know if I can talk about this, but like my husband works for a competitor of Bud Light. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, so his concern was that like, they would, that because of this whole thing that Taylor would start drinking Bud Light. Now, granted, my husband is extremely liberal and we are both a very liberal household, but he's just like, oh no, is this going to ruin his sales? <laughs> because if Taylor's like starting to like go back to drinking Bud Light, but like I have, I have an overall issue with Bud Light just as it is. Like, I don't think I would go back to it anyways, regardless of Taylor's drinking it just because of how they abandoned that whole entire narrative. So I just, that's a whole... Oh, what I they don't do with the, not that I drink Bud Light at all, but so. oh, what they did with Dylan Mulvaney was yeah, like, it was awful. It was worse than never standing up in the first place. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like shut up. And so, okay, guys, real quickly, if you guys don't know about the whole Dylan Mulvaney thing, Bud Light sent her one six pack of cans, and uh, everybody on one side lost their mind. Kid Rock was like shooting Bud Light cans and everything because they yeah. stood up. But mind you, Bud Light has been like the people who have sponsored pride for years yeah i know and the thing is, is you go into a you go into a gay bar in any like small town they will have a bud light you know light up sign with the neon rainbow around it you know what i mean like it's just it's always been there but now it's like this hot button issue and that people want to stand on it we have these crazies that are out there but um yeah like this whole thing with how that they just they, they never stood up for Dylan. And when yeah. they did when they did do their response, it was all kind of like dog whistling to like heritage and history. Mm-hmm. And, you know what I mean? Like we, you know, we were veterans, blah, 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 blah. But they never stood up for Dylan. They never stood up against it. They just kind of just let it happen. Yeah. And so that's one part of it. But at the same time, now that Travis is doing these ads for like Bud Light and we know where they stand politically, it's just, it, we're putting a lot on them in this conversation. And so don't at me, but at the same time, a boy can hope, a boy can dream. If I will take yeah. any little thread of like hope that we can get right now, if you, you know what I mean? Like, cause what is going on out there? It's not um, right. Okay. So that's kind of where we're sitting on like the Travis and Taylor thing. It was something that I wanted to kind of like bring up because it's just like, it's out there. I want to cheer for it. Like that's going to be the wedding to watch. It's going to set friends. It's going to like impact the economy, et cetera. Okay. Did you see this whole thing with Beyonce impacting the economy? 
regarding the film yeah the film and also the concert so she's like the highest grossing female now so yes she is the highest grossing female um 100 and it is impacting the comedy so I will say that I'm not trying to make this like a competitive thing because I think there are very two different styles, mm -hmm. but I will like the same argument argument was said for, for Taylor that, that she was also like, they were giving numbers like where I live and they were showing like the numbers that impacted the Pittsburgh economy mm -hmm. um, when Taylor was here. Although Beyonce did peace out on Pittsburgh. I know what happened there. <sighs> not cute. They, they no reason. No reason was given. I think it was like Detroit and something else also got re they got rescheduled, but Pittsburgh was just like fully like poo pooed, which think, really freaking sucked. From what I hear, like from one side, I heard that there wasn't enough. Somebody said there was it wasn't completely sold out, and another thing was is that some of the set pieces weren't working and they were unsafe, mm. and so they were being fixed and thing. Because remember that she had that one thing where the trap doors never opened in the middle yeah. of the middle of one of the numbers. So they say that she contributed 4.5 billion to the American economy, according to Forbes, a figure comparable to the economic impact of the 2008 Olympics on Beijing, according to New York times. Yep. Um, in all honesty, best concert I've seen in my whole entire life. Like, yeah. I will say that Beyonce's concert and the thing about it, it was, um, I got to see it on her birthday, which was like even more special. And I have a feeling most of like the concert footage that they're going to be used for like the, uh, for the, for the film, for the Renaissance yeah. film is coming out December 1st. So, which mm -hmm. we are pleasing herself, uh, she's following Taylor Swift's footsteps. Okay. Couple things that I love about this though is that they're both releasing. Well, I, I say that she's following her footsteps in the sense that they're not using a major studio; they're doing it independently. Oh, okay, that's so, very unique. Yes. Yeah. So what happened here too, guys, is that like Taylor Swift is that she, as the strikes were starting to happen right before they were going on, she was in negotiations with a bunch of different studios with Netflix because she had the documentary over there, HBO because they're the concert people. You know, and so she was talking to all these different networks and then the strike happened. Mm -hmm. And so then she couldn't really like cross those lines, et cetera. But then what also happened was, is they ended up going to all the people and paying them exactly what they wanted. And the people who are involved are going to get the back end residuals that they would that, that they had asked for. So they made the special deal, kind of like how 20 um a24 films did yeah that's one of the reasons why they were still that they were filming early in the sag and all that sort of thing i have something else to say about this which is random so we're gonna get serious you guys we're talking i, know. I just we quoted are. forbes on bald and bingeable um <laughs> really are getting serious on today's episode but anyways and i have a martini what's going on it's business it's business lunch business dinner ladies who lunch i was having my wonderful Manhattan that I just made for my, in my club 33 tumbler. So very, very special. And a moment ago when you were talking, I did eat one of these olives with the jalapenos in it. Chef's kiss. It's so good. Ugh, find these. Amazing. So good. I okay, must anyways. find these. But um, so yeah, so Taylor is giving the back backline residuals. So is Beyonce. And what they found too is, is like, they didn't need a major studio to release this. They're going to release it on their own. And so they're putting their movies out there. And so Taylor's comes, I think in November, Beyonce's is coming December 1st. Yeah. 
Is it October? October. Yeah, it's October. What like is it? Do you know the date? 13th. Yeah. October 13th. Yeah, because I'm leaving for Europe the next day and I'm like, shit, I can't go. <laughs> oh, God. This is like, this is like in like a week. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And her concert's not even over. So Wait, is it the 13th or is it the 27th? Fuck. Ooh, sorry, can I say that? Yeah, we can say that. Okay. Um, I can't remember. I Maybe I'm getting, maybe it's the 13th. This okay, we're looking it up. Taylor Swift, her film. Um, okay, wait. On CNN.com right now, they just reported a couple hours ago. Taylor Swift's Eras Tour movie hits a pre-sale record for Cinemark. This bitch is like the, is King Midas. Okay. Like oh, yeah. these, these two women, Taylor Swift and Beyonce bow down, like give them everything, give them all their flowers because like they just, they hit. And the thing is, is that I feel certain ways about both of them. And I wasn't, oh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not a Swifty, but I am Swift-ish. You're adjacent. Yeah. It's like you're a fan, but you're like not like on that level. Like I like to think I'm a Swifty, but like then when I see like other Swifties, I'm like, oh, I guess I'm not that crazy. It's like okay. When you went and saw her, were you able to do every line? Were you able to like sing? No. So so here's the thing. Like, I don't know. I'm not great at her earlier albums, which are country for obvious reasons. I'm not a country person. So Mm -hmm. like I I studied them. (laughs) (laughs) Those songs I know, like the ones that made to the like Hot 101. You know what I'm saying? Like those are like the ones that I knew. But like a lot of her other stuff, I really had to learn so that I didn't look like an idiot at this um, at the concert. And but you made such an interesting comment. I uh, I don't know if it was like I'm sure it was on Instagram, but you said something like these two are like single handedly changing the economy and the way that we ingest like major concerts like this because especially because it was so hard especially like when you think of how hard it was to get taylor swift tickets and then beyonce as well and i know now everybody's having trouble with olivia rodrigo with her tour so i mean it's cha- like the fact that well, you're doing Kylie the American Minogue. tour oh yeah Kylie, Kylie, Kylie Minogue, Minogue in vegas yeah. Kylie exactly. Minogue in vegas was, was a mess yeah exactly so the way that they are changing the way that we are ingesting this kind of entertainment, especially like after their American tours are done. Um, so that works out really well. But like th- they're starting to do that with Broadway now. Like, I don't know if you noticed like Waitress is coming out and did, mm-hmm. is doing like a certain amount of time in the theaters. Like, I think they're going to start doing that as well, because I don't think in my mind and whatever I know, my limited amount of economics, even if I saw it in the movie theater, I still want to go see it live. Oh yeah, totally. Like, I mean, that's, that's, that's because it's not the same thing, but the, the thing that I'm going to look at for the Beyonce concert is that like, not to be cheesy, but like her concert was like semi core memory because it was like one of those things where yes. it was like, it, like it replaced other concerts that I have seen that I thought were the best concert. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like this was like, and it was like a love letter to the fans and that like her, her whole career and everything and then mm-hmm. i got to see her on the special night where she's turning 42 years old it's her birthday yeah. Diana Ross came out the whole gratitude did you see that thing essence released it um that you know essence on their instagram essence magazine guys um they put on there you know like beyonce giselle Knowles, carter you know and it's like mm-hmm. you know, she's got this name and they wrote this like beautiful tribute to her 
that like commemorating, you know, the Renaissance and that it was a safe space and blah, 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 you know what I mean? Like, and it was like this whole thing that she did and that she created. And um, there's just something like there with like the two of them, like with, with Beyonce and the Taylor and the whole, uh, what they're about and how they made this like, um, I mean, like you saw it with the Taylor Swift thing is that like people went there with their candy bracelets, with, you know what I mean? Like with, mm-hmm. with their big lover star drawn on their eye and that sort of a thing, because everybody wanted to be part of that moment. Oh yeah. And Beyonce did the same thing with silver that all mm-hmm. the, the, all the Etsy and Amazon and everything else, people were going crazy for all the silver stuff because of, you know, what she requested from them. And so mm-hmm. the, the hit there with like, when, when we're getting into like the, um, the economy. So I'm wondering if that's going to filter over into like the films, like if people are going to be showing up at Cinemark with like the candy bracelets and like going as like, a, like it's like a real concert, even though she's not going to be there, Taylor's not there, but you know, where are they at with it? Um, yeah. She's already encouraged that. So when she announced the film was, the, the film was happening and it was coming mm-hmm. out, she was just like, yes, you need to show up with your friendship. Process. So you need to do like everything that you were doing at the concerts if you didn't get to go to the concerts i think the only concern is people are are worried that it's not going to be like more of a film like people are going to act like it's a concert yeah which and who then, cares you're putting yeah. people in the seats <laughs> like who cares I mean, that's the whole thing and, and i think that it's it's going to be like a group thing <laughs> yeah but like they're not going to mute when she says mute. <laughs> like you're in a theater. But anyways, uh, CNN is saying here though, Taylor Swift's concert film hasn't even been released yet, and it's already topping box office records. Cinemark, a theater chain with about 500 locations, so that ticket sales for Taylor Swift's Eras tour are setting domestic pre-sale records with demand ten times higher than any other film released through the company. The mm-hmm. reaction has blown everyone away. You know that HBO and like every other channel is pissed. <laughs> They are just like that. She's doing this on her own. So um, I'm surprised that, well, I guess now when you explained it before, I, it makes a lot more sense as to why she's doing it on her own. I really thought Disney was going to get it. And the reason why I thought that was because she did her horror or her whole, her whole, oh my God, her whole like Evermore or folklore, Evermore Long Pond mm-hmm. Studios. She did that through Disney and her last big documentary, which was documentary slash playing all the songs on mm-hmm. evermore or i keep saying evermore on folklore um and she did it all through disney so i truly thought that this was going to come out on disney plus we'll see and they both i mean because beyonce got the black you know black oh that's right she did black as king else. yeah yeah and yeah, she, yeah. She, and beyonce yeah. and beyonce from what i understand she's like lin-manuel miranda that they're both tied to, to disney for like oh yeah for like 500 million dollars yeah, I think Taylor like is that. too, quite honestly. Yeah. yeah. The the rumor yeah. is that Beyonce is this is the last concert for a little while because she's mm-hmm. gonna, she's rolling back into acting and she's gonna be in some she's some mar they're gonna marvel her that she's spinning into that. That's one of the rumors they have. Mm-hmm. Um but this says that okay, it is excitement's building for a three hour film, which is opening Friday, October thirteenth. You were right. An ad for the movie even aired during NBC Sunday Night Football last weekend. Swift made an appearance cheering her boyfriend, Kansas City Chiefs star Travis Kelsey. <laughs> <laughs> Cinemark is not the first theater, uh, not the first theater chain to experience an increase in sales via Swift. AMC Theaters previously announced that the Singers Era's concert movie shattered records for single single day advanced ticket sale revenue 
with $26 million sold on the first day in pre-sales that went live August 31st. For a fucking movie, you guys. A movie, this bitch raked in $26 million for a movie that they hadn't seen an ad for. They Taylor said, I'm going to the movies. And everybody said, me too. <laughs> like, what is, <laughs> like, what is happening? Like, this is, this is amazing. Concert film, which is being screened in some theaters in both IMAX and standard version, is expected to rake in between 100 million to 125 mil in its opening weekend, according to industry estimates. Superstar Beyonce is also releasing a film version of her Renaissance World Tour for theatrical release. Ticket pre-sales began Monday for the December 1st premiere. For theaters eyeing a potential grim fall with the ranks of movie theater thinned out by the recently resolved writer strike and actor strike, and the one-two punch looks like a gift from the musical gods. It's a potential means for filling seats that doesn't rely on what has come to look like an increasingly shaky theater theatrical business, even when the usually reliable studio blockbusters. P.S. Um, Britney's Crossroads is coming back to theaters because they don't got shit to show. They don't have anything to show. So they're bringing all these nostalgic films back to us, you know, and like because her book is coming out to release the Crossroads on the same weekend. But it's just because they have nothing else to show. Theaters aren't getting the promotion they needed to. Barbie was the last thing. Barbie yeah, everything. Oppenheimer kind of followed suit. And now we're just kind of here. It's just it's, yeah. it's insane. In addition to Swift and Beyonce, the box office has also helped by one other fierce female, Barbie. The film hit the $1 billion global box office mark barely three weeks into its run. Only about 50 films in history adjusted for inflation have reached this benchmark. It's made more than $630 million in the U.S. box office since its July release. Um insane and that's a warner brothers movie and that's who wanted the taylor swift too was warner brothers because i think sure. so i mean like i because i had read all that um this is like cool this is a taylor swift day okay so i hope you swifties are listening and enjoying and knowing that we love us some taylor um please do like and subscribe i will mention taylor if y'all listen to this one I will mention her every week. So I'm going to look at those numbers. <laughs> and if, this, and if this, this goes up, we're going to become a Taylor Swift podcast. Okay. Taylor, Taylor Beyonce. We're going to just do that. Like we're going to wassle back and forth. And it's just be yes. a Taylor Swift and Beyonce, which I completely appreciate because I'm loving both. Okay. Before we move on, just two things. Okay. Because I'm going to move on to some other song things. But um, one of the things I heard about this whole strike situation, this is something for you guys to like keep your eyes and ears out on. So this past weekend, I was working with somebody um, I have to be careful what I say sometimes on this show. So let's figure out how I'm going to say this really, really diplomatically. Okay. So this past weekend I was working and one of the band members that I was working with um, had somebody there with them who is in costumes and they've done costumes for some very like reputable TV and movies and things like that. Okay. So this whole thing with her is that um, they do um, car- they do cartoons, they do costumes and things like that for different TV shows and movies that are SAG and WGA related, that sort of a thing. So that there's all these unions, guys, that have to do with the things that you guys watch when it comes to television and movies and even like theater on like the big mm. on the big end. And so when it comes to television and movies. Um, you have like the WGA and then which is the writers union, you have SAG, which is the actors union, and then you have the IATSE unions, 
which are like our teamster unions. And that's our things for like our costumes, our backline production, the people who drive the trucks, the people who rig the place, oh. all that stuff is union as well. And so SAG was, or WGA was the first one that had their negotiations coming up. And so this whole thing with all these big executives that they were taking all the money, you know what I mean? And then we're not paying people residuals. We're giving them peanuts on streaming because streaming is this new thing, guys, that's out there. Is that like in the past, they were able to measure this is how many people went to the movies and this, this is how much money you're going to get. And then when it goes to video, this is how many videos are out there and this is how much has been renting. And this is how much more money that you're going to get. And so there was a real... Mm -hmm. Streamway, streamline way to be able to get paid residuals on the back end of films. So you would take $2 million for the film, but you want the back end because then you can get paid in perpetuity as the movie is mm. franchised to put it right. on TV, put it on streaming services, etc. But when streaming services came around, there was no, there is no way to actually, um, or they say that there is no way to actually know how many numbers, how many people are watching The Office this week. We can't really tell you, but we know that they are. And so what's happening, though, that's what, that's how they're acting with these streaming services. Um, and what's happening is, is that, yes, your big, big stars are getting paid and they're getting like, you know, each week is that, you know, they're they're getting their, their big paychecks and they're getting mm -hmm. their residuals and that sort of a thing. But then the other minor actors on shows, like the people like a modern family. So everybody who was in the main families of the show are paid a certain way. But mm -hmm. like, say the daughter, the daughter's boyfriend, Dylan, was yeah. not a he was a he was a regular, but he wasn't like a um, a lead. He wasn't a, he wasn't a primary mm -hmm. cast member. So he's not given as good of a deal. So now that Modern Family is on Peacock and you can stream it any time of the day, it's on the ABC app, it's on Hulu, and everybody can stream it, they're not really reporting the numbers that they should. So then the people on oh, the right. under are getting their are getting their full due. So this is right. all the things that are going on out there. So this is one of the reasons for the strike. So that's like a little way. Look up more of the stuff. But so what happened was is first the WGA went on strike and then SAG. Mm -hmm their negotiations came up to renegotiate their contracts and what they're going to be getting for people. And so that happened. And so then both of these unions are now picketing together. And then WGA has now find has now found a resolution. Mm -hmm. And so everything that has WGA writers like the Drew Barrymore show and other television shows, usually it's going to be kind of like your, um, special events, uh, variety show. Kind mm -hmm. of night night shows, like late night yeah. shows, yeah. That's, gonna, that's who's going to have the WGA writers, your late night shows, that sort of thing. A show like The View, sidelining here, a show like The View doesn't use WGA writers. They use oh. consultants. Oh, that's interesting. The that they are, yeah, so that's how they're able to get around the unions. And then the people who are consultants you can be a consultant on a show and you can be contributing to a hit show like the like the view and they can pay mm -hmm. you peanuts and you're just happy to have a job and you're not going to make any residuals you're not gonna make anything extra you're going to make what you have and you're going to be happy about it mm -hmm. so this whole wga so now that they've settled and now sag is back at the table right now they're currently mm -hmm. the and so renegotiating what this has done is it has left 
the other unions, the IATSE unions, the, the techie unions, the, the costumers, the lighting, the grips, all those people are now left on the other side because their negotiations come up in like a month. And so they're going to get fucked in the, in the long run. This is how the, yeah. feel, the feeling in the industry is. So what's happening here is that, that WGA, they have an exceptional, you know, that that's the quote unquote, you know, K Cannon and these other people that I follow on like Instagram, that's, that's the quote unquote word they've used is that they have an exceptional deal on the table that they've accepted. So that's why the WGA is going back. So things that are WGA that don't have SAG actors or that don't have SAG rep people that are mm -hmm. representative are able to go back to production now. So that's why your nightlife is going back in. Drew Barrymore, blah, blah, blah. Um, and it's because Drew isn't using her SAG card. She's on a different end because she's a host. So then SAG is also going back to the table. And so they're going to probably get what they want. It's going to, what's going to happen here and what they've now seen is that they're not going to take the money out of these bonuses that they're giving the big CEOs. And stuff. They're going to take the money out of what the IOTSI want. And what they're planning on is that the IOTSI people are not going to strike because they've been hungry since April, since WGA went out. So since everything crumbled. Yeah, there's a desperate so, work. So what, what happens is, is so the so corporate man you know what I mean? Like the big guy on top now can basically look and say, none of you guys have eaten for like seven, eight months. And so like, you guys are going back to work. What are we talking about here? So just take what we give you. And that's probably what's going to be left behind for all the tech workers. Wow. Gonna be crafts. And so that's something that I kind of like learned this past weekend. So that's just like one of those things to kind of like talk about. Okay. So let's change gears. Let's change the energy, blah, blah, blah. And, <laughs> We've um, been very deep for like good 40 minutes. Very much. Okay. So Music wise, so you talked about Beyonce and Taylor. Mm. We're at that point. Do you know whose album I am so into right now? Oh my goodness, who? Doja Cat. Really? She came back. Now, here's what you need to do you are going to look at that album, right? And so, like, if you don't like Paint the Town Red and Demons and everything, skip it, skip it, skip it, skip it. Because when you hit song, okay, I got to look at it real quickly because I want to open up the Spotify as we talk about this. I've only listened um, to one song on the new album, so I'm very interested to hear. The, I like the Paint Your Town Red because it has the whole walk yeah. on the on Warwick kind of a thing. And then Demons is just like, Demons is very much, okay, Doja Cat is a child of Nicki Minaj. If there was no Nicki Minaj, we wouldn't get a Doja Cat. Okay, 100%. Yes. Everybody just know that. Mm -hmm. But And then you can also hear some of the other influences in her work. And there is a point when she hits a song called Often, O-F-T-E-N. Often, T, Often. Often, where it becomes an Erica Badu album. And it changes. It becomes a little bit more jazzy, a little it's bit very more different. vibe, a little bit more cool. So go into this album and like kind of like, just like listen to like, like 30 seconds of a song and be like, nope, not for me, not for me, not for me. And then all of a sudden you'll hit because there's so much variety on this. Cause I think she comes really aggressive and hard with a lot of um, rap and spoken lyric and that kind of a thing. And then she, all of a sudden it becomes, you know, like the, you know, woman, you know, that, mm. me a woman, that like really groovy song. It's like that, but even further, it's, it's like an Erica Badu. It's an, it's an R and B it's a vibe and it has like an early two thousands nineties kind of a vibe to it. 
And it's like, it's groovy music. So that's something I would tell you guys. So Doja Cat, it's kind of happening there. I'm going to have to take a second listen to that because the only song that I heard, it showed up on my Spotify release radar every Friday. And I I think it is, I'm serious. I think it's called like Wet Vagina. I swear. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I I literally was thinking that. (laughs) I was like, why? (laughs) Um. You guys, like, yeah, she does have a song called Wet Vagina, and it comes, it's like number three on the album. Um, it is just ridiculous. It is just a whole thing. Like, wait, where does the song move out the way? Here we come, like giants, move like a goat, because the bitch is lying. Like, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> Rick Owens Fork with the new fine china. I bring the drip with the wet vagina. Like, yeah. But the thing is, is like I heard it three times and now I'm kind of like, okay, I can get with the wet vagina, but not like in real life, yeah. but like on the album version, I'm into it. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. It's not like the whole WAP. It's like I almost liked it better than WAP personally, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. But I, I was just like, this is it. This is new. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, it's it's fun. But the thing is, is but the album like gets to the song often and then go deeper than that. Okay. And all of a sudden it becomes like a completely different. It's no longer like a hip hop situation. Oh, I love that. So that's that's my little Doja Cat thing. Okay, other things that like kind of been like in like the periphery and like watching. Okay, Hulu. Let's just talk about it real quickly. Um, Hulu slash FX mm. new season because we're in spooky season right now. You guys, you, I know you guys couldn't tell, but we're like very spooky right now because um, <laughs> it's October. And one of the things that I've been watching is this new American Horror Story with Emma Roberts and Kim Kardashian. It's pitiful, you guys. Is it? And oh, I really no. like it's it's kind of a mess. Like, and the thing is, is and you can see Kim is working. You know what I mean? Like, you can see because we learned back when Kim did the whole um, SNL thing that Kim doesn't go into things lightly. Like, she called Chris Rock and Amy Schumer and all these hard hitters and, like, comedy to help her write her monologue and to help teach her. And she's learning and she does the lawyer classes and everything else. So I think Kim mm-hmm. really wants to be, like, a legit whatever she is. And so, and from what I understand, she did take, like, real acting classes. But the content that they're giving her is, like, they're trying to recreate the whole get your asses up and go to work kind of a vibe oh that's what they're trying to recreate but it's not spontaneous and so it's not feeling like anything and so it's just Mm -hmm. kind of like it's there the storyline is weak it's called delicate this season so Mm. um it's not good like so i just saw like a thing earlier this week that you know like if you like anything past like if you like i am a big fan of of american horror story and I will watch every season because I like punishment. <laughs> like it doesn't, <laughs> like it doesn't feel like a treat. It feels like I'm being forced sometimes to watch yeah. the show, but I will still watch it. And um, so, if you like anything past the apocalypse season, I really don't know if you should be listening to my show. I'm just saying, because <laughs> I don't know what your taste level is. But <laughs> like this season it's pretty to look at and it's like something that I would put on in the background of like a big party. You know what I mean? Like if you're having like a Halloween party, put it on in the back. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Okay. But like, but like a chic Halloween party where you mm. know, like people are buying like real costumes, you know what I mean? Like there's real diamonds with that the kitten, kitten outfit. Right. Um, you do that. But 
it's essentially Emma Roberts is playing a celebrity and she is married to another celebrity and she's trying to get pregnant and she's dealing with the paparazzi and everything else. And Kim Kardashian plays her manager agent. I'm not exactly sure. I haven't paid that much attention because it's so bad, you guys. Um, awful. But like still watch it because why not? It's Halloween season. Maybe it'll get better. I'm hoping because like we still haven't like we have they haven't brought in any of the heavy hitters that Ryan Murphy usually has. Like a right. Fran- like a Francis, you know what I mean? Like, Sarah like, Paulson. Yeah. Like we're not gonna get any of those people this season because I think everything's a whole thing. Like, they've all stepped back. But it's like a it's it's okay. So if you're if you're a fan, you know what it's written for? It's written for basic gay boys and 14-year-old girls. That's who this <laughs> is gonna scare. That's who this is gonna scare. And so, and if sometimes I have those sensibilities, because I will, you know, I watch things, I watch Cruel Summer, but like this guy's, I really, I'm not finding the joy in it. And I'm going to watch a couple more episodes and then probably just jump back unless it like really hooks me. But right now it is not doing its trick. Okay. Mm-hmm. But what is doing the trick right now is Love is Blind. Yes. Okay. We are in cycle five. They are using Nick and Vanessa as little as possible, which we love because I can't. Thank God. This season, though. Okay. Spoilers. Here we go. Here's what happens. So you guys know the whole premise of Love is Blind is essentially that they're going to be, they have a bunch of guys in a dorm. They have a bunch of girls in a dorm. And then every day they basically speed date, but they speed date between a wall. So they never get to see each other. So they have to actually talk and like get to know each other. And they can't talk about what you look like. Except for I love the ones who are like, okay, so I want you to do Pilates. I want you to put your legs up in the air and we're going to have you do that while we're talking <laughs> to see if like the guy is like physically fit. Like you, I knew this girl was doing this. Okay. Like it was a whole thing, but okay. I got to get the names right. So this season, we always got to line this girl, right? We always got a girl who's a little bit off her rocker with the mm. great with the great hair and when you see her you're like that's the girl I would want to sit next to for a short period of time I would not go to a second location with her like let's go dancing let's go get a drink and I'm gonna leave you here because she's mm-hmm. crazy so this season that girl is a girl named Lydia okay <laughs> and and the thing was too is when they introduced her and she's from Puerto Rico she's a geologist she's a that doesn't make sense yeah, she's a scientist, all this other stuff. And the thing is, is, and like you see her and you're like, oh, this girl, she's great, great, great. She is a lead in the show. She falls in love with this one guy. He doesn't really like want her so much. Hmm. So then she goes with the dorky guy named Milton. Okay. So as this, yeah, his name is Milton and he's also, he's also a scientist. Because the guy, the, the, her first pick went after somebody else. <laughs> so... You know, because how they do, you know what I mean? Sure, like, sure. they get to a certain point. It's like, okay, it's great been talking to you, but I don't want to talk to you anymore. I connected with somebody else. Yeah. So this girl, she connects with this Milton guy. She's like six years older than him, but like in her 30s, he's like in his early 20s or like his late 20s. And there's a big difference there. You know what I mean? Like a 26-year-old guy and a 35-year-old woman have totally different. completely different, different things going on. I'm not straight, but I could see it. Um what so that that's this character right then we have this other character named alia 
who Aliyah and Lydia become really good friends in the house. Like they're so good friends. And Aliyah has been dating a couple guys. And one of the guys that she dates, and I want to say his name right because I don't want to sound racist. So I got to do this real quick. Um, <laughs> uh, Love is Blind season five cast. I hate how reality shows never put it in one place. Hateful. Yeah, it's very, very hateful and very anti-gay. I'm just saying. It's a um, hate crime. It really is. I feel abused and misused. And I'm going to call Olivia Benson about it. Um, okay, here's my little thing. Here we go. Um, so we have this Love is Blind cast. So I talked about Aliyah. She is like, she's 29. She's an ICU travel nurse. Um, she's great. This season, this cycle is taking place essentially all in Houston. Everybody's like out of Texas. So every season they're out of a different like city. So this way, when they start dating, they're not traveling so far. Like, you know. Oh, like, oh, oh, so they're all from there. Okay. Yeah. So they like pull them in. Like, I think like one season was like St. Louis. They had Atlanta. They had one season where and during the pandemic where it was Portland and Seattle at the same time. Um, Cause they're, you know, close enough flights, that kind of a thing. Um, sort of. Sort of. Um, Okay, the guy that she is dating, Aliyah, that she starts, like, really, really vibing with. He's not Jared. There's, like, three guys named Jared on this one. And this season, they have one guy who I'd actually, who I would hook up with, and his name is Carter. And he is a firefighter, and he's got a beard, and he's bald. I know. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay his name is uche okay uche is oh. he's, he's a 34 year old lawyer okay so when uche and alia they're talking right and they uh they're kind of like now going steady if you can it's like these pods when you're talking to each other between the walls sure. and like so they've kind of like eliminated other people out of their conversations and they're just talking mm. to each other each day you know what i mean kind of getting to know each other more and more and alia admits that two years ago she was in a sexless relationship that left her feeling unwanted and she cheated on her guy. And oh, she yeah. and she came clean to him. And she's telling her new guy that she's dating, yeah, I have cheated on somebody before, blah, blah, blah. This is, this is what I did, blah, blah, blah. And then he goes to tell, like, he gaslights her in such a way because he's, like, making her feel like she's a shitty person because she... Had an affair. It was two years ago. She finally she finds herself in a different place now. Blah blah blah. blah. And he tells her that yeah, he cheated on somebody back when he was like seventeen years old. Mind you, he's thirty four now. But the way he acts, he acts like it just happened yesterday. Like he is oh. dealing with some emotional pain, and he is like just talking to this woman, abusing her. Blah 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 blah. You know what I mean? Oh, like, no. it's, it's, it's not cute at all the way that he talks to this girl. So, um. He's a bad person. You know mm. what I mean? That, that's the kind of gist that I get from this conversation. And he leaves her feeling like shit. She goes back to the hotel. She goes back to her, you know, dorm with the rest of the girls. And she cries in Lydia's arms. And as she does, and Lydia's telling her, like, you know, girl, I understand. You can make it work with him. I see so much of myself in you. You know, and blah, 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 blah. Now, fast forward. This is the best part of the story. So, like, this is like one of the best parts of like what's going on in Love is Blind right now. So fast forward, okay. This girl, Lydia, 
they rewind and they show the first week in the pods when everybody's going through the fast speed dating round of like, hi, I'm Josh. Hi, I'm Sib- I'm Sybil. Hi, I'm Johnny. My name is blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like, and they're like meeting each other. And she goes in this room and he, go- and he goes, hi, my name is Uche. How many people in Houston named Uche? Okay, like number one. And this girl, Lydia, is like, ah man like and they're showing like flashback of footage because we're like five weeks into like this process right Uh like we're five episodes in and she's like inside this thing with uche and like we're showing before lydia and in Aaliyah have met and blah 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 blah. this is during the speed dating and we come to find out that uche and lydia have dated in the past outside of the there it is there it is finally happened so yeah. now we're in this situation. And so uh, L- Lydia is giving her good friend, Aliyah, who's her sister in the house, all this great advice about, you know, do this, do this, you know, be this person. I see myself in you. And she's never told Aliyah that she dated Uche at the same time. Oh, no. She dated Uche for the oh, no. And so and then Uch, so then this girl goes back and she tells, like, okay, you know, we know this whole thing. And Uche tells Aliyah, the girl that he's now dating, that Lydia's crazy, that she went through his Facebook and Instagram friends, was DMing people. She was going through his stuff at home, blah, 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 blah. That's the reason why it didn't work between the two of them. And Lydia <laughs> basically, that. yeah, and Lydia basically says, it didn't work because he was never available and he was always sidelining her. And then we find out that the two of them had fucked like 10 days before getting into the Ew, no, no, so no. Now Aliyah doesn't know what to do with herself because her sister and this whole thing is now no longer with, is, is, you know, was with the guy that she wants to be with. And so we get to the, we get to the episodes and like Lydia's out here living her life with Milton, the little nerd. And now they're about to get into a situation where they're like, yes, he has gaslit her and blah, blah, blah. But now he's going to, he's going to propose to her. Yes. He goes into the room to propose and he's waiting and he's waiting and he's waiting. And all of a sudden the voice says, Aaliyah decided to quit the experiment and she left. Oh my God. So this girl like, yeah, this girl leaves the whole experiment. She's out. He's pissed. He's making himself the victim the whole time. Can I meet her? Can I get her number? Blah, blah, blah. So the producers are like, we can't give you her number, but we can give her a call, you know, and he talks to her. And the way that he talks down to her in this call, it's like all these red flags that she is not getting. Like you left the experiment, girl, leave this man, leave this. Yeah, it's over. So fast forward, we are now in honeymoon week where, not honeymoon because it's like when they actually get to like live together yeah, for yeah. a while before they get married. Um, and Uche is no longer in the experiment. Neither is this girl, Aliyah, blah, blah, blah. But they decide to follow them and have a dinner or like go to, go to lunch with these two. And they finally have it out. And he's like, you know, I was prepared to get engaged to you. And she's like, you know, well, 
these are the things she got into my head. I, you know, it was, you didn't tell me that you knew this girl who was also here. He was never upfront with her this whole time that, Hey, the girl, Lydia, that you're talking about that you're close with. Cause she's telling him what's going on in the pods the whole time. Oh yeah. And she's telling him about this girl, Lydia I'm hooked up with. And he knows that he used to fuck this girl and he never tells this girl that he is dating in these pods. He gaslights her so bad at this little lunch just to make her feel like shit. And near the end, he gives this glimmer of hope. Spoiler alert. She's like, okay, well, I can do this. And like, she's like, she got new cute hair in and everything else. And then he tells her, I was prepared to get engaged to you. And she's like, well, you know, like basically like, well, we can try, you know, dating outside the pods. And he was like, I think that, you know, like if you couldn't get me in the very first place is that, you know, you don't, this isn't for us and blah, blah, blah. He leaves her feeling so tiny. It is so nasty. So awful. But this is the kind of storylines they're giving to this season on Love is Blind. So like there's some like good shit going on. What they do too is it's like they've, they need to shake up the whole way that the story goes, you know, like how yeah. they, how they go into this. And they're starting to like now, after they've been like a couple for a few weeks, you know, and like they're starting to get to know each other's parents, they put them into these like cocktail parties and the cocktail parties are with all the people that they were in the dorms with and they bring in the exes and they bring in people who they didn't end up with. Hmm. And what always happens is it's like, you had this emotional connection with two people, you picked this other, you picked door B and door A, you are so much more attracted to in real life. And so they bring Uche mm. back to one of these dinners oh, where, Lydia, <laughs> where, Lydia, where Lydia and Milton are and that kind of thing. So like, it's, those are the good parts of this. There are some like little boring things, but that's probably the most compelling story and all of that. So that's like the love is blind situation that's going on right now. This is why I watch like Trixie and Kate doing, I like to watch on Netflix and they always do love is blind. And so I just watched their recap. <laughs> it's like Because I can't sit through this. <laughs> I worked probably out of my Saturday and Sunday. I probably worked a good 28 hours of that. <sighs> and in my ears, I had a lot of back backstage downtime and everything. I caught up on Bald and the Beautiful. Yes. Katya had COVID finally. <laughs> it was so wonderful. It's so great. I love it. It's so good. I listened to like probably 30 episodes in like the past four or five Oh days. my God. Wow. You are fully caught. Well, almost caught up. Yes. It's like been the only, like I listened to it for a long time and for some reason it like unsubscribed and it's out of sight, out of mind. Mm -hmm. So make sure you guys subscribe to Bald and Bingeable. Um, <laughs> but like it like was out of sight out of mind so i didn't wasn't like really thinking about it. and all of a sudden it was like stitcher quit so you know the stitcher app yeah yeah it's gone it's gone i went to log into it one day and it was like this no longer is a thing and so i guess like uh, i think amazon or um oh maybe they or something it. like like mm. they bought it out and they just like killed it wow. and i missed it so much because the apple itunes i like, used to love stitcher yeah yeah. And so I, I'm like, now I'm probably going to like move all my podcasts over to like Spotify because the Apple. Yeah, that's what I've been doing, honestly. The Apple thing is just not, it's, I it's, know. it's clunky. Like they don't really care because they know how big they, they are. But like, still rate care. us on Apple. <laughs> Very much so. Like, please, like five stars, five stars only. 
Okay, before we get out of here today, Annie, do you have anything you want to encourage people to watch or is there something that you have had on that we need to get back into that is vintage? Well, I was going to do this whole thing about what we do in the shadows, but then I found out that Naked Attraction oh. is on Max. Oh, hey, guys. Naked Attraction is a show from the UK. Yes. It is like the dating game but instead of your person behind a wall they are naked in a closet essentially <laughs> like a light up closet <laughs> like a light up closet that has a shade in front of it yes and as they are asking questions and getting to know the people they reveal more and more of the person's body from the ground up so you see their feet, you see their knees, you see their thighs, you see their junk, you see their stomach. And these are people who are very National Geographic-esque. Not all of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not very like playboy, playgirl. It's not oh, like- yeah, definitely not that. Yeah. How old am I that that's my, that's my reference? Right, um, no, I get it. But it is very Twitter only fans that girl down the street. Um, tell us about it. What have you been watching? How many episodes have you been? <laughs> so, so, ba so backstory of naked attraction. So friend of the pod, um, Bonnie, <laughs> she and I were vacationing in the UK and we were just getting ready for bed, you know, had the mm -hmm. TV on whatever. And this show popped, this is 2018. This show popped up where, you know, as you were saying, they raise the, the, like the covering a little bit more. And then like, you just see full peen and vagine mm -hmm. on network. Some people television. do not have very full peen. Some people and, have. And a lot of them are uncut if, because it, it, because it's, it's, it's UK. Like, Europe, it's Europe. And so then, that's and then, not something I'm used to. The other part of it too, guys, is like, they're not like at peak position like these oh these, no these these dicks are like flaccid and small because if you show exactly. a hard if you show a hard dick it's automatically pornographic yeah so, you can't see hard dicks so it's just like floppy little guys like ant eaters everywhere everywhere and then the, the ladies you know they do their best and then also that's another thing like that's the thing this is just like not like I guess it's not it's not only fans. I don't know what you're just seeing like the straight up normal person naked body and it is wild. Can you <laughs> explain can you explain to me how when they're like Claire does HR at a pudding factory in Glasgow and she wants to find love and then Claire shows her full bush and tits out full to bush. the world. And how does Claire go back to do HR at the pudding factory in Glasgow? Like, how does she go back to work after showing everything to the nation? And now internationally, because now it's, well, and now it's okay, the US. This is why Bethany Frankel is having the reality reckoning, because <laughs> like the shows are going viral. They are being shown all over the world, and these people made $125 for day work to go on the show. Literally. And Claire from the UK Pudding Factory is now, her her pudding is out there, you guys. Literally. Okay. Like, and, and, and they do, like, a full study of it. Like, not to be, like, super graphic, but, like, I don't know. But, like, they get, like, in there. Like, the camera gets up in their junk. 
you were you were checking it out and i'm like wait man like mine doesn't look like that like i'm literally doing comparisons i just want to know too i want to know too like um okay everybody has the thing that they like i am very oh very god hairy. bless live, is, live. that's yeah. your business i'm very hairy but the thing is is like i do tend to like trim every so often just to make sure that like things are where they're supposed to be these people like they take off all their body hair. So like the pubes sometimes are like a good. You kind of like, need it. Sometimes people need it. And some of these people really need their pubic hair and they do yeah. not have it. But Naked Attraction, you guys, on is on HBO. It's on it's, HBO right now. I died. Or, I can't believe it's HBO because we're old. It's on Max. It's on guys. Max. It's on Max. I have been looking for this show since 2018 to find it somewhere just to show people to be like i think i sent you a picture this evening and i was like this is what it is i've seen this show a bunch because i you know because when i was in germany it was oh that's right you were yeah you were over there yeah when i was in the when i was used to it yeah it was on and i want to say it was even on when i was in cyprus like it was like one of those things oh sure it's a car crash you guys you guys can't look away you gotta watch it you need to see claire's pudding i'm just saying literally Um, so that's that the thing that I right now would say that you guys should watch that I'm kind of into, I, I've hit the Apple situation. Um, I told you guys the morning show because it's completely off its rock or they sent somebody to space recently. Like, what are we doing here? Um, <laughs> but the most recent episode featured um, one of Sir John Hamm very heavily. Mm. And okay, that's my crush of the week. I'll just sell it right now. But like John Hamm can get it anytime, any day, any place. And he's in the morning show right now. And then the other thing on Apple that I'm watching that a lot of people aren't, they're sleeping on because it's just like, Apple has just like so much content that nobody knows about, mm-hmm. you know? And nobody's watching it. Like they're, pay- they're paying Jason Momoa to like run around like he's act like he's a blind man and nobody's watched that show, see? But it's out there and it's got what? like three seasons. Yeah, okay, see, that's the thing. There is a show no on, on Apple TV, like Apple Plus, that it's called C and it's Jason Momoa. And it's like, he's playing this tribal man and everybody in this tribe is all blind. And so it's like, it's a whole thing. Like people don't know that Apple has like shows that have multiple seasons. I don't, I think it's like the international, I'm sorry, the intellectual like um, Silicon tech bros that are really the people watching it. Cause it also has like shows like, so it's morning show and that the other show on there is called invasion. It's in its second season, and it's an alien show that the aliens, I don't know if I would be scared of them. They're weird looking, like they're like little mm-hmm. blobs, and they have like weird like weird legs. They look very much like a um, screensaver, but like something, <laughs> but they're scary. Um, and I don't know where the story is going. It's one of those things that like they, somebody in Japan, somebody in England, somebody in America, somebody mm-hmm. is in the Middle East. And at some point, all these characters are going to start intersecting and we're starting to get a little bit of it. Um, but they're all dealing with the alien invasion of the world all in like the same way. And so um, like one of them is just like it's a bunch like some of the heavy hitters in the show are like kids, you know, because you, so you can feel a little bit of a Stranger Things, you know what I mean? Like the Stranger Things is out there. So they, this show oh, okay. kind of yeah. emulate a little bit of that. So um, there is one point where one of the storylines is these kids in England, they all look like Billy Elliot and they get into a bus, bus accident. And um, the bus, like 
as the world is being invaded by aliens and nobody knows what's going on, their bus careens off of the side of a, a cliff, the driver is killed, and now we got all the kids. So mm. it's, it's a little bit um, Yellow Jacks. It's a little bit Stranger Things. Lord of the Flies. Like, that's what yeah. that makes me think of. Yeah. But um, so and the kids got to figure out, like, what are we doing? And so and then, you know, they don't know that there's an alien invasion happening. They just thought they were in a car accident. So that's happening. And then there's another woman who is a doctor um, who's got two kids and a husband and the husband has been cheating on her heavily. And now he's got to make the decision. Is he going to go with his new family or his original family while this invasion happens? And like, so it's like all these like little sideline stories that are kind of fun. It reminds me of like an stranger things meets walking dead meets aliens. Like it's like, it's like a little bit of all of that. It's on Apple right now. Watch it. It's a little bit weird. Get into it. I mean, like there's, a black military guy from the United States who is now in the Middle East and he's trying to find people and like people mm-hmm. are crossing borders. I don't know how it's all going to match up. Some people and some of the kids can feel the aliens and they have like connections. And so, and then the Japanese woman who's out there, she has a connection. So that's something that's going on right now. So watch Invasion over on Apple Plus. I don't know if that was a good endorsement of it, but I'm enjoying it. Comes out every Wednesday. It's in the middle of the second season right now. So you can watch the whole first season, catch up, and just kind of see where you like it. Um, okay, before we go, crushes of the week, person, place, and thing. My first person is going to be John Hamm. I just mentioned it. It's a thing. He's like, since Mad Men, when they would do all those close-ups on him, he's the most handsome man. Oh, yeah. Like, Classic. Classic. I just feel like he's probably an asshole in real life. P.S. I found out Jake Gyllenhaal, asshole in real life. Oh, asshole on set every swifty knows this every swifty knows oh it's even worse (laughs) than the swifties even imagine i'm sure girl he will be like let me get these nikes in a size 10 a 10 and a half and an 11 and depending on how my character feels today i will take those shoes and in the middle of the scene i may be like where's my size 10 and a half because i don't feel proper like in like when he changes the shoes but he's like one of those kind of actors. I don't know if I can take it, blah, blah, blah. He used to be cute, Mm-mm. but I've heard too many stories. Anyways, who's your person this week? This is crazy. For any um, Star Wars fan, I would love to hear what your thoughts are. But Ahsoka is going on right now on Disney+. Plus, mm-hmm. And Hayden Christensen is having a comeback, in my opinion. Wait a second. Are we saying <laughs> that... Wait, is he back as his character? Yeah. He was back. Okay, in- I got to come back. Know. I gotta okay, come back yeah. to Ahsoka. I've only watched like the first episode and I was not hooked. But if we're bringing in other storylines, oh, yeah. so we're a prequel. I didn't realize that. Well, no. So, so the way that they, so um, Hayden Christensen came back in the Obi Wan Kenobi series. That was like, what was that earlier in the year? I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he played his character, and so the way Obi Wan happens is like, it's like in between, um the last like the revenge of the sith for those of you who know the, the the timeline revenge of the sith and then before like the old movies like new hope so it's like happens in between there so he was in that playing that version but the anakin way that skywalker. they play him yeah anakin, sorry, anakin skywalker and the way they play him and ahsoka spoiler alert for those of you who haven't seen it um it's like uh big time spoiler spoiler alert ahsoka almost dies mm-hmm. and then she has this whole like experience with him that goes back into her childhood 
She goes back to the clone to the Clone Wars for those of you who know that shit. And then um, it's kind of like not a flashback, but like she's dead and she's seeing Anakin. Uh-huh. So it's not yeah. And then there was a, there is another another episode where he is seen like as a hologram. Because he was, for those of you, this is really nerdy shit, but like he was her master, like she was his Padawan and Ahsoka was his Padawan and Anakin was the master. So they have this very long storied history together. What does he look like these days? He's aging like a fine wine, in my opinion. He looks, I think, way better than he did back in like the olden, you know, early aughts and whatnot. It could get hidden Christmas and it says Canadian actor. Like he has credits. Like oh yeah, he has credits. And I mean, he I was not a fan of him in the beginning. I don't think he was a very good actor in the beginning, but ever since he's come back in these roles, like I'm like, dude, someone took some acting lessons and figure out who they was. And mm-hmm. I know he was with um oh god, what was her name? Oh, he looks like an older British like gentleman. Now. Yes, he's aging he's, extremely well. He's hitting his, his he's hitting his Hugh Grant. Right. Like, and like he's hitting like that kind of a thing, like a Colin. Good. He's Colin Firthing, you know what I mean? Be, like yeah. before our eyes. He looks um, real good and his acting is so much better than it was back in the day. Okay, so hating Christian since you're crushes like your person. Yeah. Your place. Do you have a place right now that you're crushing on? Um well, I'm going to um, the UK here in a week or so. And so I've been really... Um, my like jealousy been on... just jumped out <laughs> of my body, ran around the block, and Sorry. came back into myself. Like, I am so done. I'm so done with working. And I am not done until the 31st of this month. It's like really... Oh, no, no. I'm clear. Um, the one place that I haven't been in this trip, so like I'm going to a couple places that I've been to, my husband hasn't been to. And so I'm so excited to go to Inverness and live my Outlander fantasy. So I'm obsessed with it. Yeah. Where is Inverness? So it's like the Tiffany, well, it's not the very top of Scotland, but it's like up there until you get to like no man's land. Um, and so for those of you who are familiar with the Outlander books, okay, you have a very handsome husband. Yes. And your handsome husband needs to be in a kilt if he's gonna be going to Scotland. (laughs) Like, like, we need to see that happen. We got to do our best. You guys, Annie's married to a hottie. He's and so, so cute. She's been with him, like, forever. Yes. And, like, the thing is, is, and she just posted this video this past weekend of him, like, learning how to dance from his niece. But, like, it was the whole thing. So and cute. so if I had ovaries, they would squeeze a little bit. <laughs> but, like, the thing is, but you need to have your husband in a Scott in like a kilt out in the middle of Scotland. Yeah, Scott. we need to work on that, especially if we're going to be like up in the Highlands. Yeah, I think we can you, make it happen. You need to have your own. You need to have your own Outlander. Like mm. that's, that's it. <laughs> okay, I have to say my place right now. Hmm, I didn't really think about this a lot, but you know what I'm thinking about a lot is a massage. So my place is going to be on a massage table. And preferably, and like, we have this really, really great guy now who like does um, acupuncture and cupping and like massage. And you like pay him by the hour and does whatever you need to like to do. And like whatever, like our bodies are happening. And so that has been my favorite thing. And especially because it happens in my house. So like one of the best things in the world is to literally roll off a massage table, 
go to the take a shower and like roll into bed it's the best Ugh. thing in the world and i want to do that this week so i think i'm gonna like try to schedule that at Amazing. some point just for some self-help um because i need self-help that's what's happening okay <laughs> <laughs> um and then your thing this week you have a thing that you're completely crushing on hmm what is my thing that i'm completely crushing on <laughs> my um so my thing this week is i don't know if i've made it my thing before but do you know chow c-h-a-u-o i'm sorry c-h-a-u-o the chow um candy bars Mm-mm. okay they're like a high-end candy bar at like hudson news in the airport it could be 14 to 19 dollars for one of these mm. i will look for it tomorrow now yes and now you'll like see them like and sometimes like if it's eight dollars get it it's a steal there but there is a um bodega slash deli near me in mm-hmm. my office that has it for like five dollars and it is my once a week indulgence because they have this milk chocolate and potato chips bar oh my lord girl it stops everything at the world stop it makes me feel better about my life it makes me mm. like dogs more it makes me like it's the world stop so that's my thing this week and i don't know if i've made it my thing in the past but i'm going to reiterate it right now it has been like my weekly indulgence i get one like once a week i don't want to like overdo it because i don't want to like hate it and they have yeah. different, they have all these different flavors too. They have like a firecracker one that has like pop and candy. They have one that's Ooh. like s'mores that has like marshmallow and bits of like graham cracker and that sort of thing. Um, they have one recently that I tried that was dark chocolate churro. Good. But Ooh. the potato chip one. Oh, that's stops, it. Yeah. Stops the world. It's, it's like find it tomorrow. perfect amount of like, like salty and it has a crunch to it. You're gonna try it, and you're gonna hate me because you're gonna want more. And you're gonna I know I can't wait is, now. And every so often, when you're at like TJ Maxx, it'll be <laughs> it'll be like right there when you're like checking out. Like you know how they have like the expensive candies that are discounted, like Dylan's candy. Like a Toblerone. <laughs> yes, but like because like usually like when you go to like TJ Maxx, like you like when you're checking out, all of a sudden you'll see like Dylan's candy bar, and it's like the marshmallows or something like that. Right. They often have these chow bars there. And it, it's Ugh. the one with the little gold yellow wrapper and it stops my world. Okay. I can't What's wait to your... find it. <laughs> I'm trying to think what my um, favorite thing is right now. This is going to sound really, really dumb, but like my favorite thing is my neck light. And this sounds really stupid. So I originally bought this neck light. You can find it on Amazon. If you to like read? to read it. In... So in... yes, that's what I originally bought. Oh my it. God. They were advertising this on my like timeline this is because i'm friends with you and we send you so many videos and so now That's i'm getting ads okay it's on my videos all the time so like i bought this thing to to read in bed okay uh-huh. and um that's the original and i never really opened it because right now i'm reading a book on uh, my ipad so blah, blah, blah. anyways so i like to embroider long story short my grandmother was a long time master embroiderer and i decided to pick it up during the pandemic Mm -hmm. and so now it's like my stress reliever thing and then i found out that this neck light thing is like amazing for me when i'm embroidering and it's like my favorite thing in the world right now and i look like such an old lady i don't i don't care but it's my favorite thing but if you're looking for something to read in bed like that's its original Mm -hmm. purpose like do that but it's great all right my other second favorite thing i'm gonna name a second thing 
Anthony got me one of these like Lego things for my birthday. Oh, it's over. It's over, bitch. It's the I best. loved doing it. It was the 100 anniversary uh, 100th anniversary of the Disney camera. <gasps> you got the new one. Nice. And so oh. he got me that. And I had the most fun putting that stupid thing. Isn't it that. great? It's so good it for your brain. Better than a puzzle, though. Like, because yes. Because like we have tons of puzzles and we put a lot of puzzles together. I have like mm-hmm. probably a good 20 underneath one of the beds here because of yeah. the like we have all these completed puzzles that we're like, should we put this on a poster thing? I don't know, but they're just like puzzles completely done under the bed. Anyways. Um, but like this whole Lego thing, completely into it. I think that I think that's something mm. that I'm like, I'm can I prove, but they're fucking expensive. They're really expensive. They're so I've actually two. I'm I've been a big Lego. Actually, I'm looking at a bunch. I have a bunch of my Lego sets like around the basement because I'm like uh, outside my house looks nice. And <laughs> but it's so good for your stress levels, like because it's tangible, right? It's not like a puzzle where you're like guessing where this shit goes. Like you actually get directions as to like, mm. okay, you go a, you know, this is how you're using this many pieces and it goes here and you don't have to think that hard yeah it's it's the it's such a huge stress reliever for me people give shit about lego adults and i'm like whatever do it It, you'll you'll feel so much calmer and better can you hear me now Mm -hmm. okay something happened here okay people something happened with the end of this recording so just can take it how how it goes i'm going to edit a little bit out of there but i may sound a little completely different we're going to end our little recording right here. I was just wondering if Disney adults were the same thing as Lego adults. Like, It's adults who like Disney and adults who like Legos. Like, I can't subscribe to this Disney adult thing because they're so weird. That's not my gig. But the Lego adult thing, I didn't know that was a thing. So, oh, it's a thing. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I want to be that. I don't need more labels, okay? You could be an adult who likes Legos, like me. I guess. Okay, so that's the radio. Okay, you guys, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Bald and Bingeable. I'm sorry for the weird sound change that happened at the end here. Listen, things happen. My cleaning lady dropped my mic or something and something's wrong. So we are going to figure that out. We will have better sound next month, but or next week. Maybe it might be a month. I don't know when I'm going to release Okay, this is what happens. But um, listen, like this, subscribe, tell your friends, get in my DMs. And tell me what you want to talk about or if you feel like I need to record more because then I know that you guys are like listening. Because I do see the numbers and they're pretty decent, but they could be better. And so I need your encouragement. Okay? This is me being needy. This is free. Okay? (laughs) I'm not spiraling. No. (laughs) No. Thank you, Annie, for coming on. Where can they find you? At AM Setting on Instagram. Perf. Okay, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Bald and Bingeable, and good night from the lower level. Good night from the lower level.